There Boom. it is. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. It is the end of 2020 for most of us. Last show of the year. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> Favorite day of the week. Ham, toss it up on the screen. S-H-I-T. So, so happy it's Thursday. And it's the last <laughs> show of the year. So, Ham, it's time for you to drop some fire. Here we go. All right, all you business pros out there before we jump into the show just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're catching us on today give us a like give us a follow subscribe and drop a review and help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in the podcast rankings i will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it and if you want to be a guest on the show we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest schedule your time slot and don't forget to follow us on all our social media at business bros pod Ladies and gentlemen, we're so excited and so honored to bring another incredible guest on the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is transforming technology sales careers by helping tech businesses hire sales professionals who deliver from day one. After building and successfully exiting multiple successful startups, our guest wanted to give back to the tech community. Knowing that technology is the fastest growing segment of our economy and is in need of 250,000 new sales professionals, our guest created a program that teaches the skills needed to be successful in this field. The best part, of course, is that students learn at no upfront cost. You heard that right, ladies and gentlemen, no tuition. So if you're considering a career in tech sales, you will not want to miss today's show. Joining us today out of Waterloo, Ontario, from Uvaro Tech Sales Training School, welcome to the show, Joseph <laughs> Joseph, welcome to the party, man. It is oh, December 31st, and we're talking sales. How you like that? Thanks for having me. Oh, what a great way to wrap up the year. I'm so pumped about this conversation. This is a great time. <laughs> All right, let's we're start pumped. off. We're pumped. It's ready to go. Let's start off with, with something a little off the cuff. I, I'm going to ask you the success question, but first and foremost, Happy New Year. What was 20 like? 2020 like for you, and what are you looking forward to in 2021? Oh, man. 2020, for so many, was such... I mean, call a spade a spade. It was a dumpster fire for so many people. We, mm. we launched our program in January this year. We had a successful software company. We were crushing it. We launched our program as a bit of an experiment. And wow, it could not have come at a more helpful time for people. It has just taken off. And for us, 2020 was like riding a rocket ship. And 2021 is taking that even further. But wow, we've had a chance to help so many people. It is Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> that is it exactly. We're freaking blazing into the future. I can't wait. Oh, dude, that sounds so awesome. All right. So success, right? So you have you're on a rocket ship, you're taking off. 2020 has been amazing. 2021 is looking even better. How are you defining success? Now, before you answer that, most people always go to that cliche answer. It's doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, with who you want to do it, at whatever time you want to do it. But what does it mean to you? Like, how are you defining success in your life? Man, 2020 has been such a year change for me, personally, me, not just the business. I mean, 
I'm an engineer. I run software companies. I'm super technical. I'm a very analytical person. This year has reframed that question for me. I, if you'd asked me last year, I would have talked about revenue targets, customer targets, crushing it. We are getting the chance to work with people who are changing their lives. We have, we have students, grads who are telling us we saved their life. We've helped them find their why. We've helped them accomplish things they've only dreamed of. And for the first time, I'm realizing that success for me is actually much more in the, the success of our clients and our customers and our students. And wow, it has been such a humbling journey. It's amazing. So yeah, success is seeing it in our clients viscerally now. And that's been amazing. I love that. I, I love it because, you know, everybody travels through this progression. I'm, I'm in the middle of this book, this novel. Uh, I don't know. You might have heard of it. Atlas Shrugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a great, great book. And you start to see the different personality traits from both sides, both points of view, whether you are at the top level of success or you're just struggling to make ends meet, the different personality traits. And when you talk about being able to give back like that, it, it's funny because, you know, I, I, the other business bro over here, I always, I always get on him. I'm like, you freaking socialist. You're always giving away everything. You're always trying to get, you, you know, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Today, for example, I, I'm, I'm out I'm about doing a little bit of uh, shopping, you know, grocery shopping, getting stuff for tonight. I go to a, a Dollar Tree real quick to pick up some cotton candy for the family. And as I'm walking in, there's a homeless person sitting there, no shoes, no nothing, right? So, of course, I go in, buy some socks, buy some sandals given and, and keep going on with my day. And that's that's what I could do at that moment, right? But there's so much more that I do on a regular basis that that fulfills me more than that. That was that was great. That felt awesome. That was cool. But what you're doing is still giving of yourself. It's just in a different way. Try to make the world a better place. Tell me a little bit about your program, the tuition-free program that you're working on. Totally. So I mean Wouldn't it be great if when people went to college or they went to university, if the school invested in their success beyond just taking tuition, like actually said, Hey, you know, we, we get paid when you get a better job. Yeah. Results driven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So that's what we do. I mean, so background, I'm a tech entrepreneur. I've run four software companies, all business to business software as a service. I mean, we're talking about marketing software, HR software. It, it is as exciting as it sounds. As it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but the most painful part was always building successful sales teams. It's really tough. It's a really hard thing. And what we recognized, what we saw was that there's this big disconnect. There's a ton of people being left behind. They've been selling hospitality, retail, real estate, anything. And tech isn't giving them the time of day. I mean, mm-hmm. we bump into people all the time. They say, hey, I've applied for these roles. I want to get to a tech company. I want to get to a software company. And they can't even get an interview. And all we're doing is really bridging that gap. So we have a 12-week program, and it's two hours a day of live practice where you're doing cold calling, interviewing, scripts, workflows. These these are not insurmountable tasks, but you have live practice. And then we introduce you to the tech companies that are hiring, and we short-circuit that hiring process. So by the numbers, the average grad lands their role 17 days after graduation, 2.2 times their pre-program income. So Mm. transforming careers... But the part that's so cool, the part that's so fun is that selling tech is actually different than just about everything else in that because tech is all subscription, you want customers who stay for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's not about dragging every deal past the finish line. It's actually about finding problems that you solve well so the customer's really happy and sticks around. 
And it's such a fulfilling process because it's not about just hunting and closing a deal. It's about solving real problems for long-term success. And, and it, it's great. It's, it's a great role and it's a great opportunity to help people find that. You, you said, you know, software sounds boring. Uh, the training that you put together doesn't sound super exciting, but you know what is amazing when you watch, I'll relate it to sports. When you go to football practice, it is not exciting. When you go to baseball practice, it is not exciting. The game is much more intense and yeah. way better because off the field, well, I can't say off the field, off the game field, you're practicing fundamentals. Right. What you described there was the fundamentals of sales. And, and you know, you're talking specifically in the tech industry because you're teaching that field. But the fundamentals stay the same. The picking up the phone, the following a script, the understanding of client needs, all that is still fundamental. And we need those things as, as salespeople. That's it. That's totally it. It's so funny. It's like sample. Like, let's do a cold call. Let's leave a voicemail. You know, great. I can I can give you a book. I can give you an article, and that's that's okay. But let's actually put in the practice. You know, mm -hmm. live session. Let's use a video conference. Let's put in the paces, and all of it builds to each other. The end of our program. It's it's so entertaining. We run this thing called Demo Day, and it's funny because it's, it's small worlds. It, it doesn't sound that intimidating. Demo Day, but we take four, or, you know, our top four students from each class, and we put them in this live fire. It's streamed live on YouTube. They've got to do the sales pitch with these tough tough prospects and we only give each competitor 15 minutes and it's a head-to-head -head competition and it's just like you said you do all the fundamentals and it builds up to this exciting championship and then people land new jobs and they have these wicked careers and it's so cool to watch that's that's uh something that is transformational that you're you're helping people achieve a level of success that they never thought possible with co when COVID hit you know march 13 comes around the corner all of a sudden things are shutting down everything's going virtual you were set up for your company to take off you it's almost like you were trying to get the world to hop on zoom you were trying to get the world to utilize live stream and then all of a sudden the world came to you what was That's that like totally it. and the, the interesting part is I mean, my background is business to business software. Like I said, HR software, marketing software, things like that. And so we have this huge network, this massive network of tech companies that are scaling, hiring sales professionals. And so we assumed the people who want this kind of talent, the jobs are all at these scaling software companies. And then mid-March hits, everyone goes, what the heck is going on? And everyone realizes selling over Zoom is a real thing. And so we have people graduating from our program going to sell energy, sell real estate, sell hardware products, going into government services. I mean, we have our grads being headhunted for industries that never would have sold online. Historically, they were door to door, like solar, great example. One of our mm -hmm. first grads lands a job at a solar technology company that never would have hired, except COVID hit and their old practice of sending people out looking at buildings who have big roofs and trying to sell them solar panels, they realize, oh crap, that's not going to work. We got to hop on Zoom calls. And so they- I surrender to your will. It's <laughs> totally it. It was like the future's coming and then it all hit at once. And we've seen almost 10 times growth over one year. And well, it's just insane. 
I, I want to hover on that growth there because Zoom had very similar issues. If you go back to March, I mean, prior to March, Zoom was already starting to become a thing. It's not until after March that Zoom became a verb. And when your company becomes a verb, you know you're on a whole different level. But right at the beginning of March, we had a lot of schools going on social distancing and they got hit with some bad press, which, you know, no, no, pre no press is bad press really, but they got hit really quick because a swarm of people started using zoom. We, they got security issues, issue after issue, which means essentially that you're really putting your systems to the test, right? In the, mm -hmm. the, the volume is the greatest test of any system that you put together. You're going to see where the leaks are. You're going to have to come back and check and modify and adapt. What kind of stuff did you encounter when all of a sudden you expected, you know, a, an incline of business and then you hockey stick? Totally. So there's like the two sides. There's your system. Does your system scale? And, and you look at Zoom, they didn't really have many problems. I mean, people weren't complaining about my Zoom quality having hiccups. So True. technically, they scaled. And if you run a good software company, you could do that. So that's the one side. The other side, though, is the human side. And I think that's where Zoom had their challenges. They really didn't anticipate that getting to scale, you're going to have people Zoom bombing your room. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have people like you don't think about those dynamics if you assume, if your worldview is all this business to business professional usage. And yeah, I've got I've got a nine year old kid and he's doing Zoom classes. And it's like, yeah, I bet the way he's using Zoom is totally different than the way our clients are. Yeah. For us, I think we had the the good fortune of realizing that we're working with a vulnerable population to begin with. I mean, mm. if somebody is saying, hey, I want to change my career, I need to find a new role. One of our earliest uh, students was in oil and gas and three times out in the field almost died because somebody else had an accident. Oh. And literally he's thinking, I need a job where I'm not going to die. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about a very vulnerable time in people's lives. And we recognize that from day one. And so we're lucky in that we put a lot of investment in our policies, our processes to make that easy. We never expected the volume of applicants. We had to quickly scale our application funnel, our selection process, all of that. But we're really lucky that the human side of our business was something we'd invested in at the beginning. And so that avoided a lot of those potential risks. But yeah, you got you to think about it both sides. It's not just a technical problem, it's a human problem. Well, let's talk about scaling and humans, right? So I had a conversation today with Matt DeCourcy at Full Scale IO. So what they do over there is they uh, they vet, they vet and find programmers for companies that are looking for full time programming uh, staff, right? And so. Uh, you know, in talking and we were talking about scalability and, and the different systems that we have in place for the podcast and for what we got going on. Uh, and he explained it to me very simply. He said, you, if you have humans in the mix, it's very hard to scale, which is why software as a, as a service has that scalability factor. That's why a lot of people are flocking towards investing in companies that are service that are that are software service based. Uh, what's been your experience? Now that you're, I mean, we're literally just talking about the people problem versus yeah. the software problem, and you've you've uh, been in that software space. How do you identify scalability, and what what does it look like to you? And how do you handle working with people to help make that uh, a, a success? Totally, it's so it's so funny. I mean, I'm an engineer at heart. So I say this, love in my heart, like, totally, I'm full on software and scalability. But it, that adage, that comment, you know, when there's people, it's hard to scale. People sometimes take that as, well, then I shouldn't try to scale it. 
I should only scale things with software. And I think that's an, a naive approach. I mean, you look at some of the biggest companies out there. You look at Walmart. You look at McDonald's. I mean, these are people businesses. They're people sure. heavy. So the barrier to scalability is not about automating it. It's about standardizing. You know, how do you make it easy to bring in talent, grow them, mature them, scale them? And, and, and I see this every day. I mean, I see software companies who say, our path to scaling is hiring great sales professionals. And they expect every sales professional to come fully formed. You know, they've got five years of experience selling business software. And that's ridiculous. Oh, like, you manufacture them like clones in Star Wars, right? That's how it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to think about like, how do you bring somebody in with less experience and grow them up and mature them and nurture them? And if you think about it that way, like how do I standardize it? How do I do this again and again? Your systems and your processes emerge. And absolutely, it is hard. Don't want to deny that. But if you want to build a really successful company that's got a really good moat, you know, big barriers to entry, tackle hard problems. And yeah, yeah if you do that at scale, it's way easier to win because competitors just can't enter. All right. Well, let's talk about salespeople in general. So James and I are in a, are in a unique situation right now where we've built some great systems for our insurance company. Uh, for you know, The way I always pitch it to people is like, we got a great back-end support system for the front-facing sales agent. Mm -hmm. So now we're in a position where like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm decent when, I, when it comes to sales. I'm always critical of myself. I guess we're all critical of our own individual talents, right? But I want to be able to recruit some of that good talent. What should I be looking for in a a salesperson and what should I, uh, you know, develop as you were describing? So what makes somebody when you're looking for them to be part of your sales team, like what are some of those qualities that they should have innate in them? And what are some of the qualities that we can grow in them? It's so funny because it's like, there's these two worlds. It's like the business to business sales and the business to, to consumer to individual sales. There's these amazing strengths and advantages that are so often overlooked either way. So we get a ton of students in our program who come out of insurance, come out of real estate, and they say, hey, I want to sell software because that's exciting. And they don't realize that they have these exceptional customer story skills. And so anybody, if somebody's selling real estate right now, if they're selling insurance, you need to look at the way you sell and take pride in those stories because I see it every day. I'll talk to a real estate agent and they talk about, you know, this family that just relocated because they had two kids and they need a bigger space and they make it a very personal story. And that's so powerful in sales, in business sales and in software sales, that storytelling ability is so often overlooked. It's so often overlooked. They say, Hey, how do you work the system? But then going vice versa in business and in software sales. Wow. There's a lot of energy, a lot of value spent in efficiency and repetition and mm -hmm. When I see individuals, to use my example, real estate or, or insurance, I don't see the same attention spent to efficiency. So to give an example, uh, I'll talk to software sales reps and we'll train them and we build them up and we'll get them to use outreach tools like sales loft, outreach, automation tools, and they'll reach out to five times as many prospects as an individual who's just doing it using email and texting because they haven't taken the time to learn how to automate it. And so that idea of using technology to make yourself more efficient, to turn yourself into five times the sales rep you can be, that's something you can really learn from technology. But that doesn't work if you don't think about the human side of things. And that's where I see a lot of the B2C sales reps really crush it. 
Okay, so part of it is story and, and what you mentioned, and I think something that's being very, it's commoditized today, is the lead gen part. I think it's easy to connect with people, to capture emails, to capture phone numbers. There's so many AI programs where you make a simple LinkedIn connection and boom, I got you on my list. Mm -hmm. You make a simple uh, lead magnet type funnel and boom, I got you on my list. The lead gen doesn't always turn into a conversion, doesn't close a sale. It's just the beginning part of that whole sales process. So when you're when when students are going through your school, I must call them kids. When students are going through your school, uh, through your program, uh, how much of it is in the follow up stage versus that lead gen stage? Great question. I think the better way to characterize it is we we think a lot about the whole customer life cycle because there's that nurturing, there's that prospect and follow up. In business, in software sales, closing the contract is often seen as the start of the journey. So then there's the whole implementation, rollout, the upsell. So we spend a lot of time talking about the whole process. But the part that's so often overlooked is as a company matures, as a software company matures, to any tech company matures, they specialize more. And so that whole life cycle, when they're early days, might be one person. You handle the full cycle. But then as you mature and how there's three different roles, and then I sold my last company to NetSuite. We had a sales force of almost 2,000 people. And to close one deal, there was 12 different roles that would touch that deal because you get super specialized. So yeah, it, to answer your question, we talk about that full cycle, but more importantly, we talk about what are the different steps and as an individual, what do you enjoy most? Because if you enjoy that whole life cycle, you should be at a company where you can run the whole process. If you like being a master of those few steps, we should be pairing you with a company that has that kind of specialization. So yeah, we do the full cycle and then help you find where you fit best. I'm your huckleberry. That's perfect, right? Because and, and, and it goes to your strengths and weaknesses. And I think, you know, I, I teach high school part-time in the morning and I go through a lot of different types of personalities in one single classroom, right? And everybody is in, in the, the problem is that traditional school system has failed a lot of the kids because it's so regimented in one way of learning and one way of doing things. But the real world doesn't exist that way. You're talking about here is you're like, look, you're unique. You have a, sp a specific trait. You have a quality. You have something that wakes you up in the morning and that you love doing. Uh, my case in point is this podcast and meeting new people and getting, this is my strength. Being behind this microphone and talking to people that I've never met before about what they're doing, that that is what I do really, really well. So I should plug in other people in other aspects of the entire cycle is, is what I'm hearing you say. Like, let me work my strengths and then they're, you know, take into account the entire uh, sales cycle of your product or service and focus your attention on where you're good at, fill in the seats with other people who are good at the other, at the other sections. Am I hearing you correctly? It's, it's totally it. It's augmenting, augmenting the areas where you're not as strong, but moreover, finding your why, what wakes you up, what gets you really excited, and then finding that sales rule that matches that. Because a lot of people think about sales as this very simple thing, hey, I'm going to sell. Whether I'm selling cars or software or insurance, it's the same thing. I'm just selling. And it's not. The reality is different companies, different types of solutions are really different. Uh, to give you an example on our process, one of our students spent the last 20 years as a pastor in New York City. I mean, oh. I know. And he comes to a point where he recognizes he needs to change his way of helping people lead more fulfilling lives, of, of coaching and supporting others. And he's in week, week five of our program and comes to us and goes, you know, Joseph, Donna, I have never felt more human. 
Mm. And now he's got a role. He's helping sell compliance and security software. And on the, on the surface level, you think, what that sounds boring, right? Yeah. <laughs> you church to sell security? Yeah, but you were already selling that. It's called faith. <laughs> exactly. But he's in a role now where he's helping individuals and companies do something they never thought was possible mm. and leading their companies now in a way that they feel so much more secure and safe in what they're doing that he's feeling not just fulfilled, but he's an expert in the space and he's hitting success after success every single time. And it's been such a rewarding experience. So yeah, it's about finding that why and then finding the right role and company, not just taking a naive approach to it. You know, I, I think it comes down to that aha moment. I think mm -hmm. we all love not just to have it, but to see it in somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's at the very beginning where you you make that connection and you you open up their eyes to a possibility of what is around, right? You know, this is an opportunity for your business. Oh, I never saw it that way. I love seeing that I that aha moment happen. Or, or you know, you you were talking about the you know the priest leaving one job going to another. You you literally open their eyes to the possibility of some other type of career that has just as much satisfaction as what you were doing before, if not more, uh, you know, but figuring out what makes my aha moment is kind of, it's a process. James and I talk about this all the time. Like literally we were talking about this on, on Wednesday where he has a four page uh, workbook essentially that he's going through to figure out what he wants to do for 2021. And a lot of it is very introspective, figuring mm -hmm. out that why, uh, when you're going through your program, are you helping them identify what that why is so that they can excel? This, this is exactly why it's not just about going online and watching some videos. It's not just about, hey, buy the book and, and read this. It's two hours a day of live workshopping for 12 weeks. And yeah, that's a big time commitment. It's a serious, serious challenge. And we help you put it to the test. We run you through interview drills. We help you actually turn that into your sales pitch and how you pitch yourself. Absolutely, it's totally part of the process. But the interesting thing is that it's not our hard work. It's not like we have to do it. It's actually all about those students and the mm. grads. The pastor that I mentioned, the guy that was in the oil and gas. Uh, we had a guy who was a recent immigrant to San Diego and suddenly realized because of visas and political situations, he couldn't stay. He had to leave the country. That work is them doing the work. All we're doing is breaking down some stereotypes, giving them the the framework, the environment, and it really is them putting in that that work and that experience and making it really happen. And that's that's what's so exciting because we're really just opening some doors, exposing some information that's often overlooked and giving people a framework to put in the effort that they know they can do. All right, uh, I want to make sure that we we don't pass up any more time. I know it's been scrolling on the screen and people who watch the show can see the contact information, but can you let people know who are just listening how they can get a hold of you if this sounds like something they'd be interested in doing? Totally. You can hit us up, visit our website, uvaro.com. That's U V A R O.com. There's a big red apply now button in the top right corner. That's the easiest way. But you can also hit us up on all the social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, at Uvaro Life. So you can hit us up there. And we're always happy to chat about this stuff. We've got an admissions team that just loves hopping on a call and helping people realize a better future. Where did the Uvaro come from? Totally. I mean, A, U talks about you as the person, university, academic, all of that stuff. But we named the company after Marcus Varro. He's the most prolific Roman scholar. And when we talk about sharing knowledge, he was a fantastic inspiration. 
And of course, like all great businesses, the domain name and the trademark were available. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, it can't be, it can't be too, too uh, cliche, right? It has, if, if, if somebody else is using it, it's over. You got to rethink oh, no. some stuff. And, and, and uh, I mean, the dot life, uh, the dot com makes it, it makes it uh, difficult because everybody's been buying domains for, I don't know, like 10 years. You got to start getting creative with hyphens and stuff. But Uvaro, uh, that, that one, that one showed up. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was available, so we picked it up, and that made everything easier. Yeah, totally. All right, I got I got a couple of questions. You've gotten in yourself in a position where you're helping so many people, uh, and you've you've educated yourself to the point where you can educate others. What type of stuff did you listen to? Mentors, podcasts, books, stuff like that, to help you get in a position where you can see a little bit more clarity, or so that other people can get in a position where they're ready to help themselves or elevate where they where where they are. Oh my goodness, there's so many books, so many many great podcasts. You know, the last couple of years, the podcasting community like just taken off, like like business worlds, like others. It's been such a joy. When I think about where I've grown individually, honestly, my team, one of the things that I take true to heart is that feedback is a gift. Hmm. Whether that's an employee, a team member, my family, you know, even if they're giving me that really crappy feedback I don't want to hear, that's useful. I can work with that. Silence mm -hmm. is what's hardest. And so the best and the biggest growth opportunities I've ever had have been from my team members when they call me out on areas that I can improve and grow. So that's that's what I'd shout out to. All right, I like that. I like that. Now, uh, I don't know how many shows you've done as far as podcasts are concerned to get your, your business name out there or, or the number that you listen to, but I always have to ask, what was your experience like with our show, everything from booking to getting on the show to, to, uh, to you know actually being here and doing the interview? Man, I'm so glad that you didn't tell me you were going to ask that because this was freaking baller. Uh, straight <laughs> up. I, I mean, I, I sit on a number of shows and you, you hope for things like an idea of what's the conversation going to be like? What's the time going to be like? What are you going to expect? Is this going to be a fun conversation? And I mean, you hit everything on the T's from the tech we're using to the flow of the conversation. This was top notch. So yeah, 10 out of 10 for you guys. You guys are, are rocking it well. We do a podcast. We're planning our season two and literally our team was taking notes on how to do what you're doing. So thank you for setting the bar high for us. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, if you ever have any questions, you know, let us know. A tan! A tan! <laughs> I'm, I'm an open book and we're ready to help. That's what we do. All right, Joseph, uh, last little thing, man. It is New Year's Eve. Uh, what are the big plans for you tonight, fun-wise, relax-wise? Are you are you doing what, uh, what – I'll share it with us. Uh, I got a little bit of uh, crown apple, and I got two kids and a wife downstairs, and that's the extent of the party. That's all we really got for 2020 in, in, in a COVID world. What, what's your 2020 uh, December 31st going to be like? Well, I think there's a bottle of port, a bottle of wine, and a bottle of champagne we're supposed to pick through. And so we're, we're going to have a bit of uh, a pixies, but the kids are downstairs waiting for a dance party. So we're going to do that, ring in the new year, and you know, give a good cheers and a celebration to a freaking kick-ass 2021 because there's so much good coming ahead of us. Oh, 100%. Joseph, thank you very much for taking time to be on the show today. Uh, happy New Year and uh, much, much luck. And I don't know if you need luck, but continue working on, on what you're doing and changing lives, man. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me. Hope you have a kick-ass 2021 and keep doing what you're doing because you're rocking it. Thank you. We absolutely will. Ladies and gents, enjoy the rest of your New Year's Eve. If I'm catching you on the aftermath, no big deal. Remember, it is SHIT. So Ooh, happy, happy Thursday. Thursday. We'll see you in 2021. Peace.
Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.